<laughs> Great for child abuse, you heard it here first. Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that wish it had blown this alien series out of a tiny window into space after aliens. I'm Ian Whittington and this is my Irishman, the man who is wondering who the fuck he has to fuck to get off this boat. I'm still fucked up. I think you did very, very well on that attempt. <laughs> um, I That just reflects, the making of that intro reflects the making of Alien 4. This film Good possibly Lord. broke me, Ian. Like... I'm so glad I didn't have to watch this one twice. Oh yeah, like oh, we'll we'll get into it. How are you? Say something happy. Yeah, yeah. This film's over. Yeah, <laughs> this film is so bad. We're not gonna do the Alien versus Predator films. Oh, we, <laughs> we've got to put that. I'm so sorry, guys. But if you were ho- we're not at this gen, uh, no one's hoping no, for that. No one, no one's hoping for that. We're not doing um, it. Um, Oh man, it sucks. But yeah, how are you? Oh, I I don't know. Like I'm just uh, my energy ran out. Ian, I spent last week defending Alien Three, and I stand by what I said. But I do not have that energy today. I just don't. No, and it isn't warranted it's... either. There is nothing to defend about this film. Yeah. It's really sad. We we hang on. Uh, hi guys, welcome to the Happy Englishman Irishman podcast, where you're not going to listen to two rapidly approaching no, middle aged white men. Give out. Wait, about, what? Yeah, sorry, Ian. You're no, into your thirties now, man. Uh, Although mid, anyway, well, medical science has got good. You, you never know. You could end up being clones one to seven before too long. Medical science has got good. Yeah, and it's that kind of thinking that created clones one to seven. <laughs> <laughs> your scientists were too concerned over whether or not they could. They never stopped thinking about whether or not they should. Kill me. Kill me. Said the Alien series. <laughs> yes. Right, let's do some news because that's going to be the happiest bit of the Do the news. Do the news. News team, assemble. Um, I haven't seen Lower Decks yet, but you have. Was it good? No spoilers. Uh, yes, it was good. No spoilers. Excellent. Right. So the next bit of <laughs> now, actually, no. Ian, turn off your ears because this drops on Tuesday. So here's all of. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, we're yeah. ready to work out a sing- signal for when I get back in. Uh, um, but it was good. Good. Good launch to the season series. It, it was. It was good. Uh, so spoiler free. Everyone, that opening scene, right? And also everyone, that call back to that thing, right? <laughs> Yeah, but that's um, every episode of Lower Decks. It actually is. Like, that is the safest spoiler-free <laughs> review you can give. Wait, which episode is he talking about? Oh, episodes 1 to 11. Yeah. <laughs> but it's good. It's nice to see more new Star Trek. Yeah. This is the first Star Trek of the year? You, oh, did... No, Discovery. Discovery, it, Discovery crossed over into January, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, Man, that year has gone quick. I, like... We're, so we're, we're staring down the barrel of 2022 and not one of us have managed to come to terms with 2020. No, not at all. It's uh, bizarre. It's, it's really, really bizarre. Um, but yes, that's going to be... Is this leading straight into Prodigy after this finishes? Um, That's not confirmed yet. So we don't know for sure what's coming next. Like we know that Discovery and Picard are both 2022. Yeah. Um, so... I know Strange New Worlds has literally just wrapped production, so I can't see that one dropping before those no, two. But Prodigy would, could. Yeah, I would guess it's Prodigy, Picard, uh, Strange New Worlds, then Disco 4. Uh, I think uh, this might age badly. You might be 100% right, but I think we'll get Discovery before we'll get Picard. I think because, uh, I know because they were doing seasons two and three of Picard back to back. Which doesn't stop them releasing season two, but I think season four of Discovery was the first one of all of the slate to be in the right. bag. Right, locked in. Fair enough. Uh, but we haven't had like a teaser or anything for season four. We have a full for trailer. Disco? Wait, full? for Disco? Yeah, it dropped on uh, First Contact Day. Okay, for the purposes of this podcast, Ian and, Ian and I are now pausing the Wait, recording what? and we will be back to you momentarily. Okay. Uh, insert elevator music here. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's definitely yeah. me being an idiot. I have seen that trailer. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, just the, uh, the, 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 the standard uh, plugging of the places we work. Yeah, Trek Culture, 12 Things You Missed in the Starter Discovery Season 4 trailer, published four months ago, which you're subscribed to, right, Ian? Of course I am. I just don't watch those videos. <laughs> also... Cinema sins. <laughs> anyway, so That's there it. we are. For the we have great. We can sign we, off. We, we are employed for one more week. Great. Yeah. yeah, and I've definitely seen that trailer. I take it all back. So next in the news, <laughs> um, did you know that there is a Home Alone reboot coming? Did I know that? I, I'm not as shocked as I should be, but I'm. I don't know anything about it. Home sweet home alone. I hate it. <laughs> Or love it. I don't know. Uh, what do we know? What do we so, know? So the premise is, um, so it's the kid for Archie Yates who played somebody in Jojo Rabbit, um, which I haven't seen, but oh, yeah. heard it was really good. I don't think he's the main kid. I think he's the side kid. Kid with the glasses. That's yeah, the one. Brilliant it is definitely kid with glasses. Yeah. So his parents leave him behind. And I think his mum is played by Erin from The Office, who is the new receptionist once Pam becomes a salesperson. Okay, that sounds great. For anybody that knows the office. Goes to Google. Yes. <laughs> so she's the mum. She's got red hair. So they've definitely done a bit of a um, uh, uh, O'Hara reboot sort of thing. Um, and Oh, Ellie Kemper. Oh, sorry. Um, yes. Oh, come on. It's, it's screaming at me. The show that she's famous for. Um, Kimmy Schmidt. The Unbreakable Kimmy oh, Schmidt. Oh, yeah, that one. I haven't seen that. But anyway. It's very good, man. I've heard it's good. Um, so yeah, it's got him, it's got some other, her, it's got some other people in it. Um, the premise is the parents, um, leave Archie behind on a trip to okay. Japan and he has to protect, protect a priceless family heirloom that a married couple are trying to steal from the house. He does this through booby traps and hijinks and Macaulay Culkin, 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 Macaulay Culkin. Uh, okay. Yep. Makes a cameo appearance as Kevin McAllister but only a cameo. I was kind of hoping that he would be the bird lady or the snow shovel man in this film. Which, in fairness, I think... that Oh, Rob Delaney's the dad. Okay, yeah, I'm liking this cast. Yeah, it's a decent Um, cast. And what was I going to say to you? Um, I would love him to be, like, some sort of child psychologist. Yeah, like a mentor of some sort. Dealing with people who have had to... uh, Well, maybe that's uh, it. Maybe he does just appear at the end of the film and the parents are taking um, Max to therapy and he's the therapist. Maybe that's it. Or maybe he just walks. I'm okay with this. Maybe he just walks by and says, "You know, what? I'm not dealing with this. Fuck that kid," and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, it's coming out in November. So I had no idea this film was even on the radar. That was, I totally missed that. Um, I yeah, I I will watch it. Do you know what? Because based on that cast. I will watch this. Yeah, because I mean, I'd watch it anyway because we'll probably cover it for the pod. But yes, um, but the cast uh, of the other like three and four and whatever were just nothing. They just they were naff. Three, I didn't see four. Uh, three, I remember going to see three in cinema. Uh, my mum took me and my sister, and I think I was exactly the right age for it because I don't remember hating three. Okay, fair enough. Um, obviously one and two are brilliant and we love them and you know they're great for all of the child abuse but um three <laughs> great for child abuse you heard it here first <laughs> man if that's like, the cold do, open do, do i leave that yeah. do I leave? oh my god Ian. great for child abuse you heard it here first and it gives me another soundbite it does it does oh all right man. stunning Okay, I know what's going on your show, Real. Yeah, um, a little soundboard of offensive words, uh, sentences. Okay. Ian, do you have any box office news for me? Come on, it's the news section. You know, this is... What? What? Talk to me, boss. Who? No, I don't care. No, because the problem is we haven't had a weekend since we last recorded. I did see some... <laughs> I saw actually two two tiny... Now, they're, they're headline news, okay? They're not... Uh, so, uh, Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, I think, uh, has been pushed back again because mm-hmm. of the Delta variant. So that's been... Because I think they're committed to a theatre release for that one. Mm-hmm. Um, saw the trailer. Actually looks decent. You know, I'm I'm on board as much as I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, as long as it's 90% Tom Hardy, I'll be happy. I do like Woody Harrelson, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but Tom yeah. Hardy. Uh, yes, yes, I agree. He was... Yeah. 
the second bit is I saw... Now, I have done no fact-checking, so you heard it here, 12th. <laughs> um, apparently, to make up for the amount of delays and marketing costs and everything, um, if No Time to Die doesn't break a billion, it will run at a loss. Oh my god, that's amazing. <laughs> Like, talk about pressure for the film to do well, yeah. for Daniel Craig's last film as James Bond, introducing female 007s. There's so much on this film to do well. Yeah. And it has to. But if it doesn't do well box office-wise, it's not because it's a bad film. I, it, like, no. Like, if it hits a billion, I'll be shocked. Just the year, the the apocalypse that's in it yeah no it like, won't can it hit i a can't i can't see it hitting a billion i really can't because the bond the bond franchise i don't think the bond fan base is even as big as furious anymore fast and furious i think they oh, i think you're right i think they well, pull a bigger audience recent. nowadays it's more recent isn't it fast and furious. at least fast and furious somehow managed to keep releasing like 2020 you know who cares about a pandemic I got family. Family. I believe I believe is a thing from the series. I've seen the first two films. Yeah. Um, family. I mean, you're I now quoting somebody I, that I don't think is in the first two films. Is it The Rock or Vin Diesel that says that? No, it is Dom. Vin Diesel. It's Dom that says that. So he's that. in the first yeah, one. Yeah, no, he is. Uh, <sighs> one. God. Yeah, too fast, too furious. Highly cerebral film. Anyway, um, I don't know if any of that counts as news, Ian, but I've, I'm happy I said it. Hey, we can just cut it from That's Child Abuse. <laughs> Why would you say it three times? Like, <laughs> no, you've got it anyway. Just just for legal reasons, Ian's views do not represent the views of Sean Ferrick and Trek culture. Everyone else, though. Cinema sense. No, it does not. My, <laughs> please cut that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. Um, right. Well, the fact that we've gone on for 10 minutes about news that isn't even news tells you how excited we are to talk about Alien 4. <laughs> I don't think this is going to be a long episode, Sean. I don't think it's going to be one of. I want before we say anything, and I will. I, we we were texting during. I will have one or two genuinely. No, that was okay. No, agreed. Uh, yeah, moments in the film. Agreed. But before we say anything else, if you are a massive fan of this film, that is fine. Get in touch. Let us know what you liked about us. Um, let us know. We'd love to actually talk about it. It's not that I mind talking about this film. It's just so disappointing. After I will say after the first three. Ian, I know you will say after the, the first, first two. two. I mean, look at Sean yeah. trying to like make a safe place for the people that like this movie. People can be objectively wrong. This is hey, not hey, a listen, good film. Listen, I. You, you I, know when I, people I, say like nobody turns up to do a bad job. Everybody in this film mm, turned up to work and mm, did a bad job. I <laughs> from the writing to the directing, everything about this film is bad. It really is. Do you know? I let me open with the most positive thing I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. John, I think it's pronounced John Frizzell. Uh, it's spelled Frizzle, but it could be Frizzell. <laughs> so either or um, is the composer for this film, and I like the I like where he went with it. It wouldn't be now, sorry, John. It wouldn't be my favorite score at all from the series, but I do like how much he tried to suit the music to the visual tone of the film, which I will discuss. And he gets the weirdness because this film is weird. Yes, and the soundtrack does encapsulate that. So yeah. I will say positive. The the soundtrack is good for this film. I don't remember it, so I'll I'll leave that heavily in your call. <laughs> All right, that is cool. I don't. Cool. I, I remember the end credits. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. I don't remember it through the. I think I was too busy being offended. Um, there is a lot of it. Yeah. yeah. So the premise of Alien 4 Resurrection. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, I wish it, it, it I wish it had, had the accents on it. It needs it. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. It started the trope of sticking an R at the end of your um, sequel. So Redemption, Revolution, Resurgence. Um, reloaded. Reloaded, Resurrection, Redemption. Um, yeah, all, all of that shit. <laughs> Stop it! Uh, retaliation. That's another one. It actually is. Oh yeah, it's so much. I think this film started it. It's so dumb. So, um, the premise. Rise of the Silver Surfer. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's it. Casino Royale. So many arts. There's, there's that. Yeah. So Ian, let's talk about the film. Yeah. So yeah. the premise of the film is two. Is it two hundred years in the future? I vaguely remember. Mm. Sorry, two hundred years after 
Ripley's Alien 3, death. Yeah. yeah. There is a ship in space run by the government and Marines and whatnot, and they're kind of tangential to the government and they're doing some shady experiments. They managed to get hold of some of Ripley's blood from Fury 116 or whatever it was. Um, you remember that time where she fell into that inferno? Yeah, they were able to get some blood from that. No, I was okay with that because she had like medical tests, didn't she? So they drew some blood from her. So I kind of assumed they got it from the med lab. Because the other okay. option is fucking okay. impossible. But all of, of course, this yeah, film just is impossible. Yeah. Um, they managed to get some blood and after multiple attempts, they end up cloning a perfect Ripley with an alien in utero. Um, they managed to do all of that nonsense and it only took eight attempts to get the perfect, like the leap from the monstrosity that is number one to the perfectly formed Ripley at the end is, yeah, I'm amazed it only took eight attempts. But anyway, obviously... Fool me once or seven times, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me eight or more times, shame <laughs> Here we on go. You. The, unsurprisingly, the motivation, like all of the rest of the films, is to breed the alien as a biological weapon because that's worked out so well so far. Mm. Um, no surprise the alien gets out shenanigans ensue there's an android in this one as well <clears throat> yeah. there's the film that, and that's it like yeah i'm mainly here die. to hurt people <laughs> yeah so um i wanted to address the joss whedon in the room really uh, quickly. agreed so joss whedon wrote this film he did uh, long before anything came to light allegedly raised eyebrow um yeah. the uh uh so he he related that this was one of the worst experiences he had in Hollywood he said that all of his words were there they were all just delivered not the way he intended and before anything else i can say all right listen scripts get ruined in adaptation all the time who do all i right? have to fuck to get off this boat there's no way of delivering that from ripley that sounds right exactly and that's that's exactly right this film is the prequel to Serenity. Yeah. This is not a new alien film. No, it's not. Uh, but it's not uh, even written as well as Serenity. I, I think it's... Yeah, I didn't recognise... I think Joss Whedon is a great, great, snappy dialogue, snappy writer. But this film isn't that. Like, there's none of that in this film. There's not... Like, Avengers, which obviously is quite a bit later on, is a team-up movie balancing lots of different characters there's lots of quips there's heart you know there's obviously it's not a horror film but you have your sci-fi elements yeah. and you know you have your techno babble and all that so you know he is you know he can handle that kind of thing or at least at, at some point in his career he could handle that kind of thing in my opinion age of ultron was a was didn't reach as high still better than uh resurrection but then <laughs> I think so was the last time i stubbed my toe yeah um but it was just every... Si There's not one character in this film. There's just placeholders who spew crap. Yeah. And it potentially moves the plot along. But really, what is the plot other than clone, she's back, aliens. There you go. Yeah, she has superpowers. She's barely even in the film. She's just... It's, it's one of these films that just goes, wouldn't it be cool if... And then doesn't yeah. think about the delivery or execution. <sighs> it was... Um, I think behind the scenes, and I haven't, actually to my credit, but also for my mental health, uh, I haven't done as much of an in-depth behind the scenes on this one mm. uh, as the others, just because free will. But <laughs> um, there was a big kind of falling out, really, over Resurrection. This is where the main creative people who have been behind 1, 2, and 3, ironically, even, yes, including 3, um, there was a sort of a schism and the producers, I might be, I think I'm remembering this right, but the producers of 1, 2, and 3 basically said, this is rubbish. This is not Alien 4. So even though Ripley is in this one, yeah. they're like, no, our Alien 4 is effectively... Now, at the time of recording this, they were AVP was still a kind of a, a dream, but there was talk of it already happening in right. which Sigourney Weaver was like, over my cold, dead body. <laughs> and they were just like, well, we have our Alien 4 and they have theirs. Oh, wow. Uh, and I was just like, wow, holy crap, guys. Like, How do you manage this is, to... This is on your special features of the box set. Like, what Jesus. are you doing? How... Well, depending on the box set. How do you 
take a franchise like this. So I hesitate to call it a franchise because 90% of it is garbage. Like there are two good films in this and Covenant's okay. Everything else yeah. is just trash. Like how? Well, again, I have my little my little baby yeah, in Alien Three. It's okay. Alien 3, it's because it's the little film that shouldn't have shouldn't have existed, and it somehow did. Yeah. Whereas, uh, right, Resurrection. So, so yeah. So the, so sorry. Going back slightly to the Joss Whedon in the room is that there's so much cringe, bad, rubbish mm-hmm. dialogue in this, and he said it himself, it's his script. Like, what? what is it? A good script can save bad actors, but great actors can't save a bad script. Yeah, I think that's fair. Uh, yeah, I don't disagree with that. Sigourney Weaver... Uh, she'll get her own part of this part. Uh, so, the other placeholders. Like, it's just statement, statement, statement. There's no... In, there's no relation... I suppose the, the closest you get to relationship is maybe Call and Ripley... And then maybe, uh, I suppose, Reese a little bit. Jonner is just a stereotypical thing. Sexual abuser? Yeah. I think Winona Ryder is definitely the highlight of the film. Um, probably. Yeah, probably. And she doesn't necessarily set the world on fire, but uh, I buy into her character the most. But everything is so heavy handed. So even when they find out. Um, when they find out that she's an android, Ripley is like, "Oh, I should have known you. Were, you were an android. You're too kind to be a human." Wah, wah. Like, yeah, I get it. I was like, <laughs> "You're all terrible." And, and that's and that's it. Like, I and then there's the reveal later on that the the ship is autopiloting back to Earth, and everyone's like, "Oh man, what a garbage I'd like to, uh, I'll stay with the aliens instead of going to Earth." It's like, okay, but why? Yeah, exactly. What happened? You're going to elaborate on that? It's never addressed. <sighs> I don't know. So I think we, we, we hit this head on. Ripley in this film. I'm, I I don't know. Like I, I text you saying, is Sigourney Weaver actually a bad actor? And that Cameron yeah, and Ridley... It feels like sacrilege to say it, but... But is that it? Because I don't think she's good in three. She's not good in this. Like, did Cameron and Ridley just bring out a great performance from her in the first two films and left to her own devices, or is it bad directing? I, I don't know, but she's just... I know she's... In this, she's a clone that only has partial memories, and to be fair, she plays that really, really well, because she plays it like a block of wood. It's that she goes from... Like, there's shades of Ripley, but there's no... The, the character who was in... I think Alien, you, you said Aliens is Ellen Ripley and yeah. probably the best version of Ripley. I really, really like Ellen Ripley Alien because she's obviously, you know, she develops into a bad, like into the last five seconds of the film, but she yeah. becomes a badass, you know. And Alien 3 is where, you know, I give license on that interpretation of Ripley because, you know, she was staring down the barrel of a gun for the whole film. Yeah, This Ripley... Oh, like I, do, I, I know what I'm going to sound like as one of those kind of like, oh, not my Ripley. No, but that's how it but feels. I just they just went so left field. Yeah. And she couldn't remember Newt's name. You know, like, and I mean, I realize Alien Three didn't exactly do Newt any favors. No, addressed <laughs> the fact. But that, the know, thing is, like, either don't address it or turn that into a moment. Like, it's just um. It's just said as oh, I have some memories. Um, I used to like people. Um, now I can't remember her name. Like it's just there's no emotion b- behind it at all. There's not, um, and then she's part alien, which yep. is really interesting. Like I, 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 I'm not against that as an idea. Yeah, you know this this kind of hybrid human alien. I am entirely against the whoers abortion. That uh, is <laughs> oh the, the big bad. I'm so sorry, but is it is the big bad of the end of the film? I, the idea of her being a hybrid with alien powers and human, you know, we were texting during. I was just like, surely, is is she not the end game? She's like a super soldier who has acid blood, which doesn't seem to be as concentrated because it can eat through metal, but it's not like and glass. Uh, and glass, yeah, but you're dead, right? Yeah, and, but not uh, muscle. But it's not like. <laughs> 
but not muscle. Or apparently Muscate. Android. Yeah, or uh, Android. Oh. And it stops at shiny knives. Yeah. Uh, oh, this, oh, I don't know. This film does not follow its own rules. It doesn't. But the, and that, that, the super soldier thing is the thing to follow because they're easier yeah. to control than the aliens. So Because they can be tamed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have some yeah. intelligence and you can condition them. I just, yeah. yeah, why isn't that the goal? Unless that was just an accidental byproduct because they were happy to just kind of kill the meat sack that is Ripley as soon as they got the alien out of her. Yeah, I think I think that's right. So again, like there is an interesting idea in yet completely accidentally... And there is a few seconds where it looks like they might be gone. There's the kind of marveling over how quick she heals. And um, Gediman, who is Brad Dourif's character, uh, who is just, oh God, he needed more screen time in this. Even though he is, he's completely archetypal, but Brad Dourif is so engaging as a as an actor that even in the tiny little screen time that he had, oh, I still enjoyed nearly every second of him 100% so why on earth would you go into the cage why it's would you go into the cage stupid absolutely stupid both people who went into that cage paid for it yeah, both people rightfully so but I, what are you going to gain from that like just run just at that point abandon ship but he oh, is I, en- I enjoyed all of his scenes um, yes. it's just like in Voyager he's just one of those actors that has a Hannibal Lecter vibe to him that is just really entertaining to watch um, so engrossing or or like, like yeah. oh i'm i'm here for it i'm here for it because god love him uh, dr wren isn't he <laughs> is he's not even a good villain he's just there yeah and so general uh dan hedaya per- he's general, general perez. perez yeah yeah just shouty oh, shouty oh. general man that yeah shouts <laughs> i don't get it <sighs> So yeah, Ripley's the probably the most disappointing part of this film because, okay, maybe we're not being fair. Maybe she actually does a fantastic job of playing a clone and playing the shell of the of a former Ripley, but that's not fun to watch. That's not an entertaining movie. So don't go the clone route then. Find find some other way of doing it um, that gives us a a proper Ellen Ripley because that's what the Alien movies are about. Um. Like, it's it's so weird because it's interesting that Ellen Ripley technically is in this film, although she's a totally new character. That could have been great. Like, there's so much you can do with that. Mm. And it just feels like she's there because, oh, it's an alien film and we need to have Ripley in it. Yeah, exactly. And she uh, seems more alien than she seems Ripley in this. Like, it, like she's Ripley, but she's not, and it's not again. It's as I said, it's not like a oh, not my Ripley. I mean, like she's literally playing a different character. Yeah, she is absolutely. Yeah. So I, I just don't. It more. Like we needed Sigourney Weaver in this film. We didn't need Ellen Ripley. It's kind of what they went with. Um, yeah. So um, the alien design. Should we do that? <laughs> <laughs> alien okay. merged with Argus from Star Trek. I, I love that. That was a brilliant description. It's so true. Um, like, it was... Like, the aliens have always had sort of, you know, kind of glob goo. Uh, there is a bit in the first one. Mm. Um, there is a bit more. And in fact, it was kind of grossly kind of frozen, crystallized in the second one, which I really like for different reasons. I, I Alien 3, then, there is a good bit more glob, but... Again, maybe you don't notice it as much. Or maybe, sorry, I don't notice it as much because there's only the one alien. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just and love then that this, film. And I just love this film. This, they went into Madame Helga's house of pain and said, I will have your lube, please. And they said, how much? And they said, yes. <laughs> and then... This is Alien that's just been through a Nickelodeon um, quiz show and got slimed at the end of it. it... I was going to say, this is Alien that's just went on the losing end of a bukkake or something and it's just but it's like ridiculous it's ridiculous it is dripping it is like covered in slime and goo and just black sludge and it just looks like a a featureless black unfinished model and that that's that's it's it's really interesting because we we had this was shocker one we complained about this but as we were watching this this is 
again, with all deference to Jean-Pierre Jeunet, who I do have nice things to say about as a director, it's really hard to see shit in this film. Yeah. Like, it's it's a really, really weird colour grading they went for. And that does the aliens a massive disservice. Mm-hmm. Because, again, if you think back to Alien, where we have, like, four or five minutes of the alien on screen, yeah. and yet you remember every second of that monster that yeah. you see here it's just like hang on what am I even looking at yeah. because then because it's so shaded and so dark and then you'll have it's not obviously JJ levels of lens flare but you do have like suddenly bright light and then it's covered in lube and so you have weird black sheens and shines all over these things so the edges are almost hard to tell yeah. I'm, I'm thinking specifically of that scene where the two gang up on the third Yes, and the way that shot is just so like I mean I know what I'm looking at but what am I looking at it's like a Bourne film it's so shaky and I couldn't it took me a second to work out what was going on I didn't actually work out that they were killing one of the other aliens to dissolve the deck plate because I couldn't see what was going on I thought they were just going crazy Um, yeah it's not good and you're right it's so sludgy that you can't get any definition out of anything Oh, and that can spit acid now. That was that's a new thing, and it has fingers. It I mm, no, it always had fingers. fingers. Did it? Yeah, but you definitely see more fingers here than any other time. I suppose, like, all right, challenge. Say something nice about the alien. Uh, Swimming. Great. Yes, hundred percent. I agree with you. Best scene. Best scene of the film. Best scene in the film. They're all underwater. They they have to because they wanted to make this scene they have to go through an underwater compartment to get to where they need to go to um, and they are chased by two i think two or three aliens that look elegant as two. fuck underwater it they is do, gorgeous yeah. like it looks like they are meant to be underwater like there's i have no idea how they can hold their breath for so long like they basically turn into fish but they are it's such a good scene it's such a good scene. I, in a way, I'll, I'll defend the uh, the air thing because I think, and this is because I've done uh, books and stuff since then, of they're, they're not like, like the aliens that got blown out into space, technically the first alien could still be floating out there and could still cause as much havoc. <laughs> I think the alien queen had sort of assumed that she burned, like, because they were still over LV-426. Yeah. So I think like she would have maybe burned up on re-entry or something. But yeah, blowing them out into space within reason we'll get to this one uh, is no guarantee of killing it right interesting yeah. this one anyway no we'll get to that at the end yeah we'll pretty sure this pretty one's sure it did the job yeah yeah this yeah, one did it. yeah but no that scene is gorgeous it's so so good i i wish we had a bit more time of looking at the aliens swimming around because i'm pretty sure that was still cg but it was really really good the rest of the cg in the film is garbage but them yeah, underwater is brilliant. I think the underwater scene raises the overall bar of the CG in the film because, uh, I, you know me, I love a good ship. I love some ship porn, but the Auriga just doesn't look good. The Betty looks good. Yeah, the, um, with the kind of rotating the, the cells that look a bit Firefly-ish. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, the Auriga is just a blob. Like, yeah. it's just, just a big rectangle. It, it's, it doesn't stand out enough. Do you know what it is? I think it's actually a reuse of the model from the Backstreet Boys Larger Than Life video. Oh my God, it could uh, be. <laughs> it actually, like, you know, I'm, I'm, am, I, am I wrong? Does you're it actually wrong. look like it? it actually, uh, no, you're not wrong at all. Not that I can remember that video, but yeah, no, it really does. Uh, CGI is a damn sight better in, in your the Backstreet head. Boys um, video as well. <sighs> but yeah, um, that's one great scene. <laughs> it is. And, and I, I was saying as well, like the, uh, this one, you were correct last week when you said it was hard to remember characters names in alien 3 like i've seen this movie more times than i ever want to have seen it and i still struggle with characters names oh so, definitely i haven't got a clue it's making me forget ripley i no i actually can't remember um i was gonna say it's gonna sound worse than i mean it to but token sexy female who oh, is um kim flowers hillard hillard thank you very much yeah yeah like, had she been given any noteworthy dialogue, but 
No, she was there to be no nothing dressed dressed in effectively spandex, and then suddenly we can see her bum while she's getting a foot rub, which is apparently the most orgasmic foot rub that's ever been given. Yeah, that's definitely and... meant to be something else. This film is so male gazy. Oh my god, this fit like this film is pure, pure just. I mean, Ripley yeah. in the leather pants as well. <sighs> Come on, guys, do better. The alien slipping its fingers into... Oh, 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 no. Oh. Yeah. Oh, all of that. That the weird scene at the end with Ripley and the offspring alien. Oh, with the cuddles. Um, Like, not that I would ever want to see more of... The, sorry, guys, but not that I'd ever want to see more of this film, but this was, like, scenes just thrown together. Yeah, you know? it really was. Um, So... A uh, well, the the new alien the the new breed of alien that we get in this film. So they threw expositional Doctor Suda from Voyager explains very handily as Ripley is kidnapped. The alien he's very huh. yeah, like he's very chill about the whole thing. Oh, he's super he? chill. Yeah, he's just here to exposit, and that's it. And then he dies. His purpose is complete. So. The Alien Queen, because of cloning, what the Alien Queen gained from Ripley is a womb. So it now doesn't have to lay eggs and it doesn't need the face huggers and the host anymore. It just gives birth to this alien-human hybrid that looks fucking terrifying and like a... I could see the eyes. It's a man in a suit. Yeah. It's Although, not good. Just go back a sec, because you're right. Big, massive womb, thing steps out. Great. Where'd the eggs come from? Yeah, because there are eggs. So is she doing both yeah, Oh, now? there are. Yeah. Or so did she, she just... She must be, but... She went that's from... just not... Not explain at all. She went from producing eggs to, oh, I don't need to do eggs anymore, I have a womb. So the groom... Woo, the groom... Grew, the Whoa. The womb grew after? <laughs> yeah. And so who... I mean, assuming... Uh, oh sure i suppose no i mean i this one i'll be okay with i'll be okay with because they need my permission but aliens i think have always been suggested to be asexual so maybe that's actually yeah that's not too much of a problem like that happens yeah (laughs) not too much of a problem in this sci-fi film yeah we're we're, we're (laughs) that's a weird thing to debate isn't it yeah imagine Um, we were having this exact conversation about like love actually or something like you know jesus christ yeah yeah i don't know like kira knightley has always been asexual so um you know the fact that she gives birth to this alien hybrid totally fine yeah. Don't know why I went with Kira Knightley. She's a lovely person. Um, do you like the design of the alien? Um, They swung for something, as in the new alien. The new alien, yeah. yeah. The, uh, the newborn. No, I don't, to be honest. I see what they went with, and again, cool premise, don't like the execution. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. I think, I think I'm actually on the same page. Like, I... Whether maybe they... Because... What, what was my issue? I... I was okay with the eyes because that's the straightaway, that's the straightaway link between that's how you make it a human-alien hybrid. Aliens, well, they do have eyes, but they're underneath their skulls and humans, obviously, you can see their eyes. So, great. There's a link straight yeah, away. cool. Um, the mouth, like, it's a very, it is an incredibly um, impressive model. Like, it is. In, in, a work of More impressive than anything else in the film, yeah. Yeah, I did not care for the queen in this. Uh, oh, that head is way too big. Isn't it? It's it really, really big. And I think as well, maybe because this, this, this is the stuff that as a film, a uh, fancy film reviewer, Ian, I get to enjoy looking at. Is I was looking at the womb, going, what way is she positioned on that floor? Like, is it? Yeah. Is this a womb in the way that you know a human womb would be? Isn't where are her legs? Because again, she sat thinking, on where the heck is the rest of the alien queen if she was then producing eggs? Yeah, exactly. And if this womb is outside of her body, how exactly is it any different to an egg? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Sure, in aliens, all she did was just rip the eggs out. Anyway, right. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, and then she has those two little alarms, which in fairness, she did have the two little alarms in aliens, but... Yes, yeah. Where are her other But the geography arms? doesn't make sense. Also, how did it, she get there? It just, none of, I don't like any of that. Um, no. It's, yeah, it's kind of like, what can we pull from the history of alien to make this more legitimate? Yeah, yeah, Kinda. I agree. Like, I like the idea. I love the idea of there being another queen. Totally, like that's that's yeah, cool. That's fine. That's fine. Um, 
And yeah, I suppose again, execution. Sure, listen, listen. Someone sure should have been executed. Sure, listen. Um, I the scene that immediately follows the underwater scene mm-hmm. is fine, but there's just how the hell do you explain what happens to Christy? Dreadlock. Oh, you don't. As in him killing himself. It does. I think he he's just, just like done says, with life. I'm out. It's just, it's so, it. there are pointless sacrifices all the time in movies. And usually you can put the, okay, this will 100% work, even if there's there's a 1% chance of the thing that I'm preventing. Sorry, if there's a 99% chance that we're all okay, I'm going to kill myself because of the 1% risk that it isn't. But in this, there's not even that 1%. Like, the danger is over. The alien is dead. He just has to shake it off of his foot. The acid seems to have stopped, so he's okay. He could just hold on to the ladder. I mean, even if they both... So, they're fighting the alien, him and the chap that needs the wheelchair. I've forgotten his name. Vrez? Yeah. Vrez. Vrez. They're climbing up the ladder. Vrez is going to lose his grip, so... Um, dreadlock man decides to Christy Christy decides to take his belt off and fall into the water but even that doesn't mean death it doesn't like, like he just they, falls into the water okay and then when you hit the water him. he can take the same elevator that, that cool the android took frankly they could have done easily now obviously they were just like we need to get rid of characters at this point but because call arrives back uh, by the way guys I'm assuming you've seen the film so yeah, call shot, falls into the water. Oh, it's all very shocking. Oh, look, her insides are white. Um, yeah. But anyway, if they were then moments later, like literally moments later, she arrives in an elevator, that scene would have been better if she was propping up Christy. Of course, makes sense. Kill him off later, sure. Yeah. Like, but or like, just let the alien kill him. Like have his face have dissolved. Like do something other than, this does nothing for me. And I, I just want to know why they chose that. What uh, was in their heads? Know, do you know what, actually, in the context of this film and all the goo and the gloop and everything, if, yeah, if the acid had continued doing what this inconsistent acid in this film does and had gone through and, sorry, Christy, burned his head off, yeah, then you would have been like, oh, my God, poor Christy's dead. And, oh, look, Vries is lo- losing, you know, I don't John or goes down, someone goes down to cut yeah. the rope or, or something. But, no, in this one, this is, this, this is a whack of... Padme Amidala is perfectly healthy. However, <laughs> she has lost the will to live. Yeah, we don't know why they died. Yeah, quite uh, frankly, yeah. she could run a marathon, but, you know, she's out. It's just bizarre. The The alien is gone. Um, even if they both let go of the ladder and fell into the water, they'd be okay. I just, none of yeah. this is a sacrifice. Ah! And it's annoying because there was fleeting moments of maybe like Christy actually had a character to him. not much but yeah. actually had a character to him certainly I mean he was an asshole I still liked him more than I liked Jonner and I love Ron Perlman yeah Ron Perlman Ron Perlman the actor is fantastic but yeah. this character is again just two dimensional he's there to torture the guy that can't feel his legs um, Vreeze um, just being a dick for the sake of being a dick. But again, it doesn't go anywhere. He's going to be an asshole. He's going to be sexist. And yet we're supposed to root for him. And then there's this like weird reunion moment when Ripley gets back aboard the Betty after shenanigans. And is like, hey, Ripley's back. Hey, Ripley. Hey, Jonner. No, you guys are not friends. You're not friends. No, you don't care. None of this is earned. Yeah, I don't want to root for Ron because he's saying, oh my God, I almost fucked that robot. Thank God I didn't. I was like, no, that's I mean, and that's towards the end of the film. Like, and also, who do we frankly, like in this movie? There was no t- chance that she would have been saying yes to that genre. So no. we all know what you're suggesting here. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, <sighs> oh, there's, oh, there's another moment of. Uh, it's actually a joy. It is. It's on the Betty, and um, I think Vries turns because because. No, I think I didn't pay attention to this before because I had mentally checked out. But <laughs> this time around, when Call and Vries are sitting there at the front of the Betty, I was like, oh, actually, neither of them are pilots. That's why there's a delay. The pilots yeah. were Hillard. Hillard was a pilot, as and was Elgin Man. Yeah. Yeah. Who we haven't even noticed because his character... Oh, yeah, it, or haven't, haven't it's just, just not even... 
And anyway. yet it just went nowhere. So he's the reason this weird crew are on this government vessel is because they've been paid to go and pick up some people in cryosleep so mm. that they can be infected with aliens. Um, and then there's this scene between the rogue captain and the government captain, General yeah. Um, Perez. Yeah, him. Like, they have some sort of backstory and some sort of history and don't you go causing trouble. No, I won't go causing trouble. It'll be fine. But he's just dead. He does nothing. He's... Even... Yeah. Nothing. Like, no one's going to cause any trouble. And in fairness, they kind of don't. Well, I suppose Cole does. But it's not like she yeah. starts anything, you know? No. I mean, um, it, it may as well have made Ron Perlman the captain. They kind of <laughs> should have made Ron Perlman the captain. Like, yeah. Again, nothing particularly against the actor. He had nothing to work with. I've only... No. That I remember, I've only seen him in one other thing, and he was the villain in the movie The Crow. Um, well, Hellboy. No, not Ron Perlman. I mean, oh, sorry, Elgin. No, yeah, I've I'm seen Ron Perlman in many things. Yeah, I was going to say <laughs> I've mentally checked out. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Hold on for, for for the listeners' pleasure. Let's 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 try and. Right, what did you like? Give me something good because I gave you the underwater scene. Yes, so yeah, underwater scene was good. I there was shades of a good character in Call. I agree with you. I think Winona mm-hmm. Ryder's yeah. the best thing of the film. Uh, I like the the kind of the wink and the nod to horror fans that Chucky is doing the narration to this alien <laughs> film, which I thought was gas. Is um, it a nod? <laughs> I probably okay. is it. I've yeah. chosen for it to be a nod to give this film something else. <laughs> give the movie some credit. Nice. Um, although much of the film is ugly. And I, 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 I'm afraid I do mean that in quite a disparaging way. Like, as in, it's I don't like uh, the designs no. of much of this film, and we've no. talked about how it, it's quite hard to see. Um, the Betty looks good. Um, I appreciate what they tried to do with the aliens in terms of realizing some of them in CGI. The one on the side of the escape pod was dreadful, but oh, it's the one, terrible. The one in the corridor was okay. The ones underwater are still the best. Um, yeah, easily. And um, I think I said it already. This film does not follow its own. Lo- Sean, good things. Good no, things. Good things. I, good things. I, I liked um, the scene in the clone bay. I, I liked that, that. That those designs were nightmare fuel. Like proper, they were yeah. disturbing. They um, looked like there was some work that had gone into them. And the it does kind of your imagination is kind of going because I texted you about it. I was like, man, I wonder what some of the experiments that we missed out on were like, mm. like what if we had Ripley with like all kinds of different limbs? Little did I know that scene was actually coming. Um, oh, and gotcha, yeah, no, yeah. no, I agree. Yeah. Um, it's the most emotion that you see from clone Ripley as well, where she's just disgusted and has to kill all of these versions of herself yeah. because it's the kindest thing to do. But then that goes fucking nowhere. That is, it- that's forgotten like the last episode of TNG. As in, we have a one-episode memory. Um, oh, gotcha, yeah. Not the best of both. Best, all good things. All good things is like, great. It was a really good episode, Ian. Um, <laughs> no, it's fantastic. Yeah, and then it's undercut almost immediately by the script when Ron Perlman goes, fucking waste of ammo, must be a chick thing. Oh like, my God. What was the point of leaving that line? First That's... of all, what was the point of writing it? But what's yeah. the point of leaving that line in? Well, it's, it's, it undermines the moment. We already know there's a fine line between writing a character that is sexist and then using that to indulge in some thoughts, isn't there? Yeah. It's like, we've got the picture. He's an asshole. This is kind of... Getting uncomfortable. I kind of think somebody enjoyed writing that and actually had a good chuckle. Alleged. I, cause, allegedly. Because we're both on the same page, but yeah. I'm, putting, I'm just putting an asterisk allegedly on this because yeah. it this film becomes more uncomfortable of a watch in recent years yeah Again, allegedly like, you know what i'm talking about without me <laughs> this saying is, this is what i'm like, talking about this is awful like you know kind of none of this protects us in any way allegedly see, allegedly allegedly did you see the tiktok which is um it doesn't actually matter that it was on tiktok but it's a clip from family guy of um there's a cat or something that's chasing after a mouse and then mickey mouse comes around the corner and stamps on the mouse and kills it and is basically like well you see you can't have a mouse that isn't me i dominate i'm the only mouse and then it cuts to um just a scene of peter griffin explaining what parody is 
And then he says, it's all right to use another another brand's character uh, as long as it's parody and it's explained. And then he explains, this is a parody that Disney are cunts. <laughs> like, <laughs> words to that effect. Like, as long as we explain what we're doing, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, like, we, we, we can call this a parody podcast, right? Right? Yeah. Right? Um, can we can we get on to our legal team about that? Um, <laughs> Wait, I thought we were using yours. Uh, oh, my. Oh, 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 heavens, no. Um... <laughs> But um, one, one, there's got to be other nice things. I like the fact that this is Alien colon Resurrection colon Star Trek. <laughs> what? Because everyone in this film oh, seems sorry. to have been Star Trek adjacent at some point. Yeah, there's like six people. There's Spock's mum. There's the so, murderous... Yeah, let's run through it. Yeah, yeah. so Winona Ryder, Spock's yeah. mum in Star Trek 09. Yeah. Ron Perlman, Reman Viceroy, Star Trek yeah. Nemesis. Um. Uh, Brad uh, Raymond Dourif. Cruz. Oh, sorry. No, Brad Dourif. Yeah, long yeah. suitor. Raymond Cruz, uh, who is DeStefano, was in The Siege of AR-558. Yes, um, correct. Can't uh, remember his character now, but... Leland uh, Orser. Um, Leland Orser, who is just in everything. He's in everything, and he's in the last uh, half of this film as, we need somebody that has an alien inside them and a bit of tension. Um, he was in... That I remember two episodes of star trek he was he was murderous hologram and voyager and he was scumbag working with the zindi in enterprise oh yes yeah you're right uh, I, lo- <laughs> I love him i do you know what actually there there's a positive i think he sells that role he oh, he's sells great. the terror he's very very good in this i think yeah um, that character nail sorry that actor nails anxiety like he is really really good at playing that i actually worry for him i hope like, he actually gets help Leland Orzer, if you're listening to this, are you okay, boy? Are you okay? We're worried, man. You're playing this a bit too well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, he's he's very good. So is that... I don't think Perez. I don't think Elgin. No. um, Well, I'm sure they all have probably as side alien number four. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Sigourney Weaver. I don't know. Janeway or something. How has she uh, not been in Star Trek, actually? Because she was in Galaxy Quest. You were in one of the other. Oh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. You're right. Um, well, on um, oh. uh, Leland's character, uh, Purvis, how... Now, I... Uh, in the climax of the film, mm. his chestburster saves the day. Is yeah. Does he suddenly regain some control of his faculties... Or is that the chestburster taking over? Uh, so I think, no, I think it's more him. Cause I, I don't think, I mean, it could be, God only knows what's going on in this film, but I, I don't think there's been a thing where the chestbuster has ever been in control. Of, no, say, that's my point. And I think because, you know, the bit where obviously uh, Ren is firing bullets into him. Yeah. I think he has gone beyond pain. Oh, no, point. I'm fine with that, because so, being so shot think, yeah. once and then you die is ridiculous, unless it's in, like, the eyeball or the head or whatever. Adrenaline keeps you going. Like, your body yeah. takes time to react, whatever. It just... It... My problem is, if it's him taking over, and he's just like, right, I've got one last burst of energy, I'm going to save the day. He positions yeah. Ren in a place knowing that the chest burster will come out and go through his head. Like, there's no other reason to hold him there. How yeah. does he know the chestburster is a thing? How does he I, know it doesn't just crawl out? This is not confirmed, but I think it's hinted he saw some of the other lads in the cryostasis go through it. He right, because he said he, said, well, he saw some terrible saw horrible things. things yeah. yeah, okay. Okay, so perhaps that's it. If that's what they will stand behind, I'll be like, all right. Fine. Okay. Um, but, yeah. Like, yeah. We, we've often said on this podcast before, sometimes... I like having to come up with answers myself because there's enough clues given to you. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I had to because you gave me nothing. Yeah, you gave me so little. Like, and all he would have, it's a, it would have been a really nice touch, him just saying, oh my God, is that going to happen to me? Is it going to explode from my chest? Because then you know it's in his head and he's thinking, well, I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory then. Yeah. Yeah, ex- actually, blaze of glory is, and that's exactly what it was. It was... God, I love Leland Orzer. Like, Purvis did not earn a blaze of glory. I no. really enjoy the scene. Actually, yeah. there you go. There's another scene that I enjoy. But I was like, oh. I mean, like, if that was Call or even Jonner. Actually, if yeah. that was Jonner, that would have probably been 
Yeah, I know. think so. Um, and the other problem I have, obviously, many problems, <laughs> is... Um, oh, no, it's gone from my head. Um, bah, 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 bah. Yeah, there's no reason to keep him there. There's no reason to keep him along. He's too. I know the idea is to freeze him yeah. and then rescue him, but it's risky. Like, that's really fucking risky. They were saying... I mean, you're not wrong. They're saying they have cryostasis on the Betty, but even then it's just like... Bleh, bleh. Why? I mean, you're not also, wrong. Like, why is the yeah. Betty doing a deep space mission? It's not. It's a It's a runabout. That's... I mean, because this is, like like I think we said at the start, like, this is Firefly, the prequel. Like, that's, yeah. that's what this is. And suddenly space travel is entirely different from the established rules of the canon. Okay, they've said 200 years have gone by, so... Okay, totally yeah, fine. It's fine. S- ships have sped up in that time. Apparently the Origa hasn't, but <laughs> um, you know the Betty can do big jumps wherever and doesn't need cryo. Or they only ever pull jobs between Saturn and Jupiter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's you know, all we like, need. All right. Well, let's not fly that way because the Betty's there. Yeah. I don't um, know. I just it would have had a bit more poetry as well if Cool had been the one to make the sacrifice as well. Because that's all of the androids yeah. sacrificing themselves in some way. Obviously, Bishop is a bastard, yeah. but... No, Ash is a bastard. Sorry, Bishop is, Ash is yeah. a bastard. Bishop's the good one. Yeah, uh, and, and like that's... Other than in third, when he's a bastard. I agree. Um, <laughs> but that's a thing as well. Like There was no real reason for Call to be an android. To be there. Yeah, 100%. You know? Other than let's call that... something back from the franchise. Yeah, and De Stefano explains, oh my god, these are robots built by robots, and it's all it's like I wanna watch that film. Yeah, that actually. seems good. Actually, hold oh, on, because Prometheus. that's kind of Prometheus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we both went to the same place. No, that oh, film's no. that film's bad as well. Oh it is. Oh no. Um, that's Covenant and Prometheus, oh shit. Oh no. Um anyway, Maybe something the thing good gets blown about out. The film. Um, so the, the the proper climax. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ripley tricks the alien into getting blown out of a tiny gap in a window, and it gets blown from the inside out. It. I I, I was actually kind of like I text you going like, does the physics of this work? And I was self. I was I was just like, like he's just gonna write back going this. This is the this part is of the film problem. that you query. Yeah. And I think uh, it does. I, I I do not know enough about the physics of space to be like, I was just like, well, surely if you just plug the hole. Well, but it's that I, myth of going on going for a poo on an airplane, isn't it? That your insides are going to get sucked out because it works on suction. It's a similar kind of thing. Um, it's good for weight loss. We are not medical professionals. Do not follow any advice given is, on English Irish Go to the Movies. This is a parody. Um, um, yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Ha 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 ha! It's a parody. Ha ha. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah I mean, it's this fine. Is, this is this is every bit of anger anyone's ever felt toward a, the aliens. You get a, it exercised here. Yeah, it's such a bad film. It's an insult, and it's because it's a good. It's not a good franchise. There are two good movies, and I want more movies. But yeah. they're so bad. They're, they're just <sighs> and it's. It's only saved. Uh, I, I, am not sure we agree on this one, but I think it's only saved from not being the worst alien film by the existence of AVP Requiem. I realize I've taken every single episode in this series so far. I have taken a pot shot at AVP Requiem, yeah, and I, I apologize for nothing. Yeah, I don't remember. Re- even though I saw it at the cinema, I don't remember oh, Requiem enough. So the f- AVP is on is in Egypt, isn't it? That's uh, no, the one that's no, no. like in the pyramids. It, no, it isn't the pyramid. It's actually in the Antarctic. Yeah, and AVP is the one that's Predator 2. It's just in the city and in the swimming pools. I remember there's a swimming that's pool requi- That Yeah, that's, Requiem is in a town. Yeah, yeah, that's and, what I mean. Yeah, yeah and then AVP is down under the ice in the Antarctica, yeah. which actually has, I think we said this before, the queen in AVP, which is entirely realised, I'm going to say entirely, mostly realised by CGI. I think there might have been a model made that was, it looks great. I yeah. will say that. It looks really, really good. Far, far better than the Queen in this film. Yeah. Um, and the premise of those... We may as well touch on it now because I'm done with Alien 4. No, the, yeah. the premise Alien Resurrection, of, dreadful. Sorry. Yeah, you know, shit. we've talked about whatever positivity we have with it. There's two endings. One, she's in the clouds going, I'm a stranger here myself. The other, she's in pa- ruined Paris going, I'm a stranger here myself. There's no reason to watch the special edition. None. No, there's not. The, the This entire plot is nothing. Um, experiments, Alien gets out. 
alien kills things. Alien dies. Like them or love them. Alien. Look, this is my head cannon. It's not my place to say, if this is your favorite film, you do you, boo. That's no problem. Like that, that is grand. Everyone has their own taste. For me personally, I like aliens one, two, and three, and I can kind of leave it at that. Aliens. It is for me. (laughs) Grant, not even alien. It's just aliens. (laughs) Alien as well. Alien and aliens. Uh, But yeah, AVP has a really cool premise that it's, it's a dream. Like, the predator species wants to hunt the ultimate prey, and mm-hmm. that ultimate prey is alien. Cool, fucking yeah. aces. But the problem, the the problem that happens in the film, and I have to say, there are go- in AVP in one in the first one, right? There are pretty damn cool moments in it, like you know. But there was cool moments for fourteen-year-olds. Actually, yes. I was going to say fourteen-year-old boys. That was very presumptuous of me. Fourteen-year-old kind of action sci-fi yes. fans, you know. Yeah. Um, and, excuse me, it's, as granted, it, it does exactly what it says. It has, you know, people get caught in inventive traps and then suddenly there's aliens and there's chest bursters and everything. And it's 12s. Yeah. Which is just like, did no one explain to you? However, having said that, then comes along, I don't, I'm not sure if you've heard of it, uh, AVP Requiem. Um, <laughs> I've heard it's along, a great movie. And it's a hard R rating. So initially we were like, great cool all right get let's get back on this you know predator itself was an r-rated film aliens yeah. obviously yeah grand um i remember a swimming pool and some teenagers and that's it yeah that happened uh i remember the maternity ward oh, and no, i was I just like that. you are a happier man for not remembering that like it's i've said it many times it is one of the two movies where i've left the cinema angry oh, so I was just like that was is I, it is it Requiem that ends with the Predalien, or is that AVP? That's AVP. So the Predalien, and here's a stupid thing as well, the Predalien was supposed to die in the opening credits of Requiem. And like, if you're going to make a sequel where you've teased the Predalien, that's oh your big bat straight away. Yeah, of course so, it is. And then it was the big bat, but then, uh, and this is not my original point, this is people have made this point as well. You can't see what's happening in this film. You have to turn the brightness up on your TV to a Thank crazy you. Yeah, level. yeah, because I remember the Predalien being cool, but you never get to see it properly. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, why go to... Because, yeah, you're right, the design is good. Because like, it's like an alien with dreadlocks, the... isn't it? And, yeah. yeah. It's also like, it is cool. It's also incredibly stupid. But yes. it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like there's maybe one or two good moments. Oh, it's just... But again, no. Uh, so, ranking... Because I have to move on from this before I get sad. That's fine. Let's rank all six so far. Okay, cool. Fine. Right, so bottom At of the, the barrel. bottom, Requiem. Yep. Second AVP. Bottom, AVP, yeah. Four. Yeah. <laughs> Three. Yeah. Two. Okay. This and is the, where we'll differ. The, the, yeah. I, this, this is where people will all but like, you're kind of like, oh, yeah. yeah. I it depends really, what you're in the mood for. They're I different genres. Is, yeah, I think... We, is it fair to say potentially joint first? Of the, we'll get we'll, yeah. we'll cut a bronze and a silver in half and give it to both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I I will always pump for Alien being the best because of the acting. So I don't like the over the top, yeehaw, um, hoorah, army acting in second one. It makes for some entertaining lines, hmm. um, and it makes for some fist pumping action, but. The thoughtfulness of one gets me. I love it, and the the pondering nature of it. I yeah, it's it's always going to be number one for me. I I absolutely respect it, and I think I said this before. Like, yeah, I think I think I prefer. I do. I prefer the story, simple as it is. I prefer the story of Alien. Um, but Aliens does have a special place in my heart for yeah. I love a lot of the characters in it. And this is something actually, um, and I'm giving out to myself for this, we didn't touch on in the episode on Aliens, is that this is Vietnam in space. This yeah, is it is. The Americans with all of their uh, technology and their weaponry and they get down and they get their absolute asses handed to them by the locals. Yep. Yeah, Bottom line. Yeah. But that's it. And okay, that's really so, fun. <laughs> so Ian, next week, um, are we yeah. covering the, sh- the 40th anniversary shorts? For Alien. Um, yes, we can. Are we going to lump all of that in with Prometheus? Is there an entire episode worth to talk about with that? 
I think for because there's I think five of them and they're all about mm-hmm. 10 minutes each I think yes yeah. so just everyone if you're listening they're all available on YouTube they're all freely available uh, if you oh, just type cool. in alien shorts um, maybe if I have the right wherewithal about me I will try and remember to put the links in the description of this episode yeah and I'll whack then, it on Twitter cool yeah and then yeah they're all about 10 minutes old. Uh, some of them are I might be remembering this wrong I think five of, of the five three are brilliant two are very good okay oh interesting oh they're, they're I have to say they're yeah they're, they're, they're good they're good so uh, yes I think I think there is an episode's worth in that even if we do say five minutes at a time talking about okay each. cool alright let's do that and then the following week we're going to do Prometheus and Covenant in one and then we'll move on <laughs> I may argue I may argue for an episode oh, each but we'll each? Get, Ooh, I think there's, okay, there's enough okay. material there's enough okay. material okay. we'll get there cool, cool, cool. we'll get there we'll see cool uh, um, anyway, thanks for listening. Sorry it was a bummer. Um, if you like this movie, what's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> Sean agrees. Nah, like I do like. agree. I'm sorry. I'm not arguing. Like, you know, seek help. No. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Love you. Thank you. Cheerio. Thanks for listening to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies. I, at least, would love to hear your thoughts on the episode. Sean couldn't care enough to record this with me. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at EnglishIrishGTM, email us at anenglishmanandanirishman at gmail.com, and check out our website, www.anenglishmanandanirishman.wordpress.com, where you'll find all of our previous episodes. You'll find me on Twitter at galactic underscore Dave, and you'll find Sean at Sean Ferrick. Thanks for being awesome, and we love you very much.